It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Welcome to another episode of the Orlando Lions Den podcast. This is Eddie, your host. Back to back weeks. I got this host in uh, duty, trying to do my best here. But thanks for tuning I'll in, grade everybody. You today. Don't worry, I'll grade uh, you today. Yeah, I got. I got. I feel like a, a teacher when the, the principal comes in, sneaks in, and uh, grades you. So Jay just got a little little red pen over there. Um, well, I'm here today with a couple of buddies. Um, Alex Ryder down in Fort Myers. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm going to be the kid in the, the annoying kid in the class that kind of messes with you and makes the principal get you in trouble. That's going to be my job today. Although, honestly, based on pre show conversation, that might be JJ. Who the heck knows? Good to be back. Ready to talk, ready to talk open cup, ready to, ready to minimize conversation about about our trip to cinnamon chili city um and only talk about how the world is entirely covered by pedro galese and nothing else all right good cinnamon chili. i actually get that reference someone said if you view skyline chili as greek meat sauce it's more tolerable and not vita's chili because me being a texas being grown up in texas I, I see that and it looks it looks like what happens after you eat chili not before chili not i still chili. think there's drugs in the cheese, though, because the, right. che- the, the sharp cheddar they use. I gotcha. Well, they give you enough, so must be. Well, uh, uh, JJ, JJ's back. Welcome back. JJ's been been uh, busy uh, doing a bunch of stuff, making it happen, the working man that he is. So welcome back, JJ. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about with chili and chili. Chili-y. Skyline chili. Annie. Whatever. Skyline Chili must be a reference to Cincinnati, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And and I guess Orlando City ate too much of it and had to go to the bathroom and lose that game. So uh, they they dropped they dropped something that game. Could have been that they did. (laughs) And maybe they need to drop some more other things, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, they they definitely dropped a stinker. Whatever the source was, we don't know. But they dropped. Yeah. Well, before we get into that that stinker in Cincinnati, let's get into the sponsors real quick. We got AMG Lending, Leo Gonzalez and Gonzalez Clan. Check them out. They'll, this is a, a difficult market for with, with different factors, inflation, et cetera. So make sure you, you talk to someone who's an expert to help guide you through it and make sure you get the best deal. And it, it, myself, a comparing insurance agency, Liberty Mutual Company, if you need help with that, give me a call. And we got Field Turf USA, Field Turf USA, parent company Tarquette. You see uh, international soccer keys coming back up and World Cup, et cetera. You'll see a lot of their their pitches, some of their their uh, fusion product. I forgot what they call it, but it's mixed in with the grass and a lot of training facilities. So cool to have them on board, and we'll get right into it. So FC Cincinnati guys, one to nothing loss. We played so poorly that Bremer actually scored a goal, his first goal 
in uh, this season. I think he gets paid about $9 million per goal at this point. I mean, he has not been good for Cincy, but Lucho Acosta came in, changed the game completely, and um, off of shot, Pedro Galese saved, had eight saves. This one rebounded a little bit heavy. Uh, Acosta gets the rebound, squares it to Bremer, and even he couldn't miss from there. One to nothing. Galese did everything he could to keep us in the match with eight brilliant say eight brilliant saves but that wasn't enough we couldn't generate any offensive threat of any significance our greatest offensive chance came at the end on a on a bit of a i don't know fortunate ball to Andres Perea kind of it got to him and then he he squares it nicely to Pato who who had a heavier touch than the, the than a, a cashier at Skyline putting dropping cheese on your hot dog and uh and then he hits and then he hits he goes too wide but then he manages it to manages to get across to Antonio Carlos who's outside the post and then that's pretty much our only threat the entire match, no Mauricio, no party. Mauricio was out precautionary due to knee injury, came up in training, or maybe all the minutes he's playing, or how many times everybody kicks him all the time because he, he's the key to everything for us, apparently. And one nothing, man. It's just, just a bit of a snoozer, and we try to kind of, you know, nick a point on the road like we've been doing all season, and this time it, it didn't work out. And frankly, we didn't deserve a point. Am, am I wrong there, uh, JJ? What do you think? We suck. I'll be honest. We suck. Wow. I mean, uh, who is your back for? Tell me who you're back for. Who are your fullbacks? Eddie, who are the fullbacks? The fullbacks in this match? I mean, well, Joao. Um, no, he, that, that, I, yeah. We know about Joao. I know. Joao, no, we don't. Just in case people listen and watch. Joao was a, was a late scratch. Correct. You know, whatever. He maybe had the chili. He was a late scratch. So they brought in Thomas Williams for the first half. We sort of played a back three. And Nick Kyle Smith, no, then Huan was in the right because once again, Jansen was suspended. So Kyle Smith had to play center back. All right. So, Matthew, put Dave Kyle Smith where Joel Montinho would have been. Okay. Thomas Williams, young guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's a defender. Put him in there. We're going to lose anyways. Might as well put him in there. And put Ruan over there on the right. I mean, well, you're putting Thomas William, a 17, 18-year-old kid that is playing left back, right? The kid doesn't know anything. I mean, he's a center back. He's not a left back. He's too young. He was a left back in, in his, you know, youth days. Okay, youth days. Point. When, when? He was 10 years old. Oh, yeah. I was playing for Orlando or for Sorry. Titusville uh, FC. Come on. <laughs> Listen. I mean, what kind of coach would do that? Put the kid where he, he's naturally playing right now at, at center back. Put Kyle Smith, who actually can play left back and right back. Put them in there. Put the game the right way. Let's not screw it around, and, you know. And just totally mess it up. He obviously doesn't trust him as a center back right now, does he? I guess not. If yeah, he's because he, he left back. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's moved the fullback to center back over and over, and he's had ample opportunity. He started Thomas once against Montreal, and it didn't, it didn't go very well. But, you know, it almost looked like a back three. I wish they kind of went to back three and matched the, the Cincy's fullbacks. Got him back three, Moraney on the left as as a wing back, and uh, and Huan on the right as a right as a right wing back. That's Man, what it does. We, we have no attack, all right? We have no attack. I, I'm I'm feeling like this team is imploding in front of our eyes. Okay. And when I'm talking about imploding, I'm, I'm talking about this thing is going to implode as a disaster where it's 
the Wilfs are going to clean house and we're going to bring everything new next year because we have no, no attack whatsoever. Nobody can freaking score in Orlando City. Okay. Nobody whatsoever. It just looks horrible, this team. This team looks horrible. And if we end up somehow in the U.S. Open Cup defeating Nashville, oh my goodness. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to say this right now. If we lose to Nashville and we lose to D.C. United on the 4th of July, I'm going to say it right now, poppy out. No, July 4th is when, when Adrian Heath can, can against against who? Against Oscar Pareja in Dallas so, after, after that debacle. So, I, I just, to me, it's just, I don't know. What's, this team has no, I mean, I look at other teams and it seems like, I don't know, that, that it's just different, you know? Us, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're trying to score in the box all the time. Take shots from the outside. Let's do something. I don't know. We just have no attack whatsoever, man. And poor Pedro Galese. I mean, the guy's getting, like you said, eight saves. It's ridiculous. Come on. I just, I don't know. And And for our players to be getting yellow cards, Accumulative yellow cards, right? That means that the, the the coaching staff is not disciplining our players the correct way. Shut up and play the game so you don't have to get suspended. Robin Janssen, Rodrigo Schlegel, things like that, Cesar, um, all these guys, they need to get disciplined, man. They need to get disciplined. Don't talk back to the ref. Shut up and play the game. No, you JJ's. wash your mouths out with soap? Or? Yeah, JJ. That sent JJ over the edge, and JJ, feel free to rebuttal me after this. But I think it's more of the product we're seeing overall. And it doesn't help when we can't have Mauricio out there for every match because we're saving him as our one and only 10 to, for the Open Cup match. It's pretty clear that part, a small part of this was saving him for the Open Cup match. It's not like having Janssen out there was, not being out there was that, though, because he was suspended. It's convenient. He's suspended, and now he gets to play in the Open Cup match. But at the same time, when Zhao gets scratched and, and the highlight of the match, aside from Pedro Gillespie, really keeping us in it and it could have gotten a lot more ugly could have gotten a lot more ugly but he he did his job even though we can't just rely on him is we I, we say it time and time again and we talked about it before the pod we talked about it the last couple of weeks Cleon and I went on a rant about it about a month ago we can't score and it's it's not from an inability, it's just a complete lack of creativity. And some people say, oh, we shoot too much from inside the box, shoot from outside the box, and then we do the opposite, and we get upset when they're shooting too much from outside the box. It's a no-win situation where you just got to be more offensively dynamic, and part of that comes... Unfortunately, you, you do have to talk about the coach. We talked earlier in the season about, and Cleon preaches the gospel of 
making changes and that's the job of the manager. Oscar needs to make changes. He's not Mourinho. He can't constantly get these, these close matches and expect to get enough points to win a championship. That's not how this works. It's not how this league is. It's, it's harder with with a compact schedule like this because of the world cup and all the breaks we've got this year, but it's, and especially considering how deep we've gone in the open cup again this year, but, and that's the other thing. This is Oscar's first open cup. Oscar didn't have the open cup the last two years. So he didn't have to manage players quite the same way. And we're seeing more of that. And we're seeing it's not even injuries. We don't have that. Antonio Carlos going out was devastating for the defense, but the defense mostly did their job even to the point where they were scoring. It's, I don't think he's on the hot seat unless he doesn't make changes. If we don't see him, that's the other thing. He needs to not just make changes week to week. He needs to make changes in game. Understand what your opponent's trying to do to you because they understand your playing style. Make changes mid game, come out and beat them. And that's what he used to be so good at is we'd go into the locker room one down by one goal and we'd come out and we'd do the cardiac cats thing of scoring a couple of goals late in the second half, just outplaying them and outpressing them. I don't know if it's purely to blame on him. I know that there's some discipline issues and I know that it seems like this locker room honestly doesn't look like they're having quite as much fun as when leaders like Nani were in the locker room, but I don't think he's on the hot seat until the end of the season. Orlando should go. Thank you. Orlando should go. Yeah. What what happened to that? (laughs) What happened to that? You don't see that anymore. You saw it a lot last two years. You don't see that this year, even though we've had some great wins. Yeah. And and the talk to jump on about the offense, and we have 20 goals this year near the bottom of the league. Um, zero goals outside the box. The only one that was, that was a goal, should have been a goal, was Junior Urso against Chicago outside the box. But even that was a deflection. We got six goals on the headers. Everything else is – even the headers are – I mean, the headers are usually inside the box. They all are, et cetera. But, but shots, we are – the six from the bottom. Luckily, Nashville has only had four shots on us, but even that has context to it. Cause if you look at the person who who's in on goal by himself, the most who receives the most line breaking passes is guess who Hanny Mutar. Hanny Mutar has a third of Nashville shots this year by himself, almost a third. So he, he's, he, this is a team that, that we're playing at home. We we've had the, we had more losses this year at home than we did in an entire Oscar body had uh, tenure just this season. And Nashville is a team that's built for cups, you know, just like Orlando city is defensive kind of first um, team built for kind of cups. So, Here's Nashville, who's been playing on the road all season because pretty much because their stadium just got built. Already a better defensive team than us. Has a game-changing offensive talent who could create his own goals where we don't. And then we're going to be playing at home when we're, we're playing worse than we, we are on the road. So we got a tough, t- a tough match against against uh, tomorrow's Open Cup. Be there. If, if not, if you don't have tickets, look out. There should be plenty of free tickets out there. Please check your employer. Check, check wherever. Try to show up. But um, we got, just because Nashville doesn't, only has two more goals than us, uh, difference is they 
allow less and they tend to do well in the um on the road and they're kind of set up they're to me they're a perfect cup team perfect uh cup team um so with that being said uh let's go studs and studs and duds um i'll go with um my stud was pedro Gaese, obviously and then uh my dud i'm just, i mean it's just 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 a just to pick on him i guess i mean is I'm going to just say Pato because he, he came in, he was terrible. But again, Pato was good at the beginning of the season because he was playing. Some of these cats, they need reps. Stephen Curry, when Steph Curry's oh, two for 12, you'd let him shoot. We Why are we not playing Pato more? We, do, we don't have any other option that's, that needs to be on the pitch where we cannot risk the downside of Pato. Pato is going to, is just like Nani, and I said this before, I said when we lost Nani DK, we had two guys to create their own goals, and we lost them. We know our system doesn't create enough goals. So what are we going to, how are we going to score? And we're not scoring. And, um, and I said, the only guy who creates his own goals is Pato, but you have to get out the fan base, especially needs to get over some turnovers or some bad touches. It happens. But look, look at the, look at the, the amount of created chances. He's the, the amount of goals that he's created. The amount of chances he's created in his limited minutes is among the top in the league. And even his bad touch, which he should have shot one time or had a better touch. Even then he created our, the chance that was our highest XG, which was Carlos's header, even through a mess up. So in 20 minutes, he did more than what Benji Michelle, Jake Moraney, Merchicata, who everybody else did for that span. So why don't we find a way to play him? I mean, who cares if Moraney doesn't play or even if Gaston was healthy, who knows if he's good? He just, he's a kid. Who knows? Well, why are we, why are we, we don't even develop Benji. Benji's what he is at this point. We, we, what, like, what's the downside? I don't get it. A couple of turnovers and it doesn't track back on defense. Man, we're not scoring. We need to score. Uh, yeah, Pato stunk in that time frame, but if you he's a guy where you give him 10 touches, three of them look like trash, four of them are things only he could do, and then three of them will be normal. But if you give the guy, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, it doesn't alternate. Sometimes those three touches, those five touches he got, the first three were garbage. But then if you give him 20 more minutes, he would have put something on his butt, you know, and, and created a chance. So, so I give him a dud, but I just wanted to, to make to, to me, uh, I think you need to let shooter shoot. You know, the only way to get out of a slump is shoot, play, get minutes, get this cobwebs out. And you can't be playing this guy every other game, et cetera, and expect, expect a lot from him. I don't think it's fair to bottom. But anyways, Alex, who's your studs and duds? My stud is Pedro Galese, and I feel like that needs no other hyperbole. Um, my duds are, honestly, I just feel like giving it to all of them. Um, but Rodrigo Schlegel, Kyle Smith, um, John Moutinho, and Robin Jensen, all for different reasons, but all just for making Pedro have to go above and beyond. JJ. The, the last two didn't even play, and You're still mad at them. There, there, there's reasons why, but they love them, hoping that the rest help. Gotcha, uh, JJ. Your studs and duds. My stud was Juan Montino. <laughs> why? Because he didn't play. Because he didn't play. <laughs> oh, what a homer! Wow. Way to sell us out the last second. Oh my goodness. And and my dud is the whole damn team. They suck. <laughs> That's what. Listen, That's if we can listen. This, let me. Uh, Pedro did get no. I'll give okay. it to Pedro. The stud. Um, 
And then the rest of the team, because they just, they were horrible. And the coaching staff, I don't care. At this point, I really don't care. I, uh, I'm, I'm done with this team, to be honest with you. They need to do something. Um, something Alex said, uh, you know, the vibe of this team has disappeared, you know, from last year, um, even two years ago, you know, even when the MLS is back tournament, you know, them guys in the hotel room singing, enjoying those guys in the locker room, having a fun, you don't even see those. Uh, we, we lost our swag. That's what, that's what a guy like Nani does. They're like, hold on. Oh, let, yeah, hold on. Let me, get let these me, guys let, a boom box for goodness. Yeah. yeah let me, just, right, let me just, let, no, no, let me just mention something here. And then you could go, um, Nani, Nani, Nani went, it wanted to stay in Orlando, wanted to stay. He even tried to stay in Orlando. They didn't want to resign him. I don't know if it was the Wolves or if it was Oscar Perea. All I know is Nani wanted to stay here in Orlando and they didn't not want to sign. Now he comes back. He, he goes and plays in this Roberto Carlos tournament down in Miami. And he is now in Orlando in his home uh, in winter garden. And guess what he does? First thing he does, goes and has dinner with his former teammate, Juan. Hangs out with Urso. Goes and hangs out with his team, you know, where, you know, and you should see the face of Juan and Urso and pictures and everything that these guys are hanging out. Like, it's all changed. Like, oh, my goodness, Nani's back. You know, I'm not saying that Nani, you know, was the fire in that locker room, but uh, you know, who knows, who knows even what's in the head of these players, you know, Hey, you know, we had a superstar, you know, in who could have taught Facundo Torres a lot, you know, could have been a great teacher for him. Uh, I, I don't know who's going to teach him. Benji surely is not going to teach him, you know? Um, but uh, it, it just, there's something not clicking with this team. I don't know what it is. And, you know, seeing Nani come back to Orlando uh, this week and doing what he's doing and hanging out with his people, training in Orlando and doing everything. Man, just resign the guy for the rest of the year. Do something. Uh, heck, resign him as coach. He might be even better now than Oscar. But I just feel like that, that swag is gone, man, with Orlando City. Yeah, and to jump on that, um, I definitely think that's what it is. That that's why I think, I think players they know. Like if I give it to Nani, he can make something happen. Give it to DK, he can make something happen. Right now, we have to have some kind of intricacy, everything to work perfect. Like the goal between Mauricio and Houston, Mauricio to Fagundo to Cara. That was oh, that's why we got our three D piece. But what did it take? It took a Houston defender to fall asleep. It, it took some some good play, but it's still it had to be in a certain kind of setting, you know, where Donnie just, just skinned someone by himself. DK just ran by somebody and created their own goals that, that gives, it gives people a, a sense of confidence, right. That we're not out of it, etc. So it's a, it's a different, a different environment. I think when, when you, you have a, you have an alpha male who can take, take games over. Now, obviously Donnie, now he's kind of washed now. He, he barely played for Valencia. He, he wasn't, at the at the end, he wasn't he? You know, he he tailed off at the end of seasons, and I'm I'm not saying we should have resigned him, but when when you lose someone that kind of alpha, that kind of guy who's got that dog in, and that guy who demands, 
uh, from other people who works hard, who, who people follow, you got to replace that. So our captain right now is Mauricio. Mauricio's a great player, but he's one of those lead by example guys. He's one of those quiet guys. The guy looks like a little Siberian Husky puppy. He just adorable, but he just, he doesn't command. He doesn't, you know, now he looks like grabs you by, you know what? It just shakes you. But like, let's get it together. And sometimes it went over and went too far, obviously, but, but, you know, I don't know. I think the, the trade-off was, was 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 a net positive between some of the passion and i think right now i do think the team is 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 too mechanical too much thinking of what it is to execute i don't know i don't know if it's just it's just if it's um basan and you know some of these argentine coaches they get into these philosophies and all of these things and my way is the way and they reinvent the wheel football is just football man sometimes you don't need all of these this million things to happen and every pass to be perfect sometimes you just need this is mls the reason nashville is doing well is because honey mutar gets the ball in space and just beats people you need one guy for 15 minutes to take over a game and score a goal or two and you win all kinds of crap in this league you don't need all of this, all this other stuff. The people who win is when a couple of players take over. Giovinco took over. Uh, Joseph Martinez, Amara, Lodero, uh, Carlos Vela, whatever. Do those guys take over for a moment? That's how you win games in this league. And we don't have anyone who can do that. We we have a bunch of you know technical guys, but we don't have anyone who's super athletic who can who can create their their own shot at this point. And then the person who I think who can create the best is just he doesn't play him he doesn't play him i remember at the end of the playoffs oscar still decided to start benji and chris mueller whose head was in scotland was was up at owl's butt in scotland played him over nani and pato at the end who were healthy in a playoff game because why because they played within their system the system that got us one goal by who by daryl dk by himself creating a goal not because of the system not because of a intricate triangle because daryl deke is a man and scored a man goal and then that's what ended up happening so that, that's why i'm frustrated i'm frustrated because i feel like uh, i'm frustrated because i feel like we're, we're stuck i feel like this team isn't fun i feel like this you know I'm, i don't feel like we're using people wisely look at fagundo it's a debate you know he costs a lot of money obviously he's good. free yeah, yeah. Fagundo obviously is good. He's good. he doesn't do anything bad, but he needs help, and he he seems to be good in a certain way of style. But you know, you put him on our team, he's going to run free. I'm sure he'll do better. But he's obviously good. But but you see teams like LA, they got Aranjo, they got Brian Rodriguez coming off the bench, and uh, and uh, and and then and, but they're you know because they got other people, but they they're able to. Uh, when you're going to be a winner, you you have more than one Fagundo. You have several, you know. So and, and you also the thing is is what Orlando to me is lacking is a leader. Like you said, yeah. Mauricio as captain is a you know Siberian husky that you know. Hey, let me. Bet he's the you. best player. Yeah, he's the best yeah. player. But is he captain? You know? Yeah, I mean he's not going to yell. Uh, and then you you see L.A. who just signed Garrett Bale, Cellini. I mean, re, even though re-signed, he resigned, uh, resigned Carlos Vela after you know that was all just a fluke because they knew they were going to sign Bale and Cellini and Vela didn't sign. Um, and then you have you know these teams that have <clears throat> these players that are coming international. You know Toronto with what's his name Zagni or whatever his name Insignia. is Insignia. <laughs> Insignia. Uh, but uh, but still, you got these players, and then here comes Orlando. You know. With we have plenty of money, we have plenty of money. Why can't we go sign a player? 
you know, to be a leader that's a leader already that's established, you know. Uh, there's players that are going to China. I mean, perfect example. I guarantee you, Angel Di Maria. Di Maria well, it could have came to Orlando City and signed with OC. We have the money for him. You know, instead he goes to Italy to get basically peanuts, even though he's playing with Juventus. The retirement he, league. <laughs> you know, but he could have came here. We could have, he could have easily made and, and made himself look phenomenal here in the MLS, you know, instead of going to Juventus where he's going to, after six months, A, going to be somewhere else, you know. I mean, these players that are all Mario Goats, you know, uh, who entered Miami was, we could have thrown the money at him. You know, he, he could have came to the MLS, made himself his name big, been big here. You know, there's players out there. Uh, yes, still continue to go get those young players down in South America in the farm leagues, you know. But also, you need a leadership of somebody with name that's going to be in that locker room, which we had Nani, we had Kaká, you know, after Kaká, like I said, Nani. But who do we have? Mauricio Pereira? That's not But, but JJ, not going, going out and getting Jake Morini is exactly what we needed. Yeah, no, look, and it looked to be to be fair to the guys. The the roster isn't a bad roster. It, it, it's getting better. No. It's deep. It was so bad. There's so much work to do. But this is where we should be, and then now build on top of it. The, this is the most money Keep we've going. ever spent. Yeah, this is where this is like I said. You, you, Brian Rodriguez it hasn't really lived up to the money. He's from the same the same places as Fagundo Torres is from, and but but they're just like, oh well, you just go get. You know, Rojo, go get Trisan Bella. Let's go get Bale, whatever. And they, they, but that's that's how you you build. So from here, we need to okay. We get Fagundo. He, he isn't going ten and ten, but he's obviously a good player. So let, let's get another Fagundo on top of him. Let's get another guy. And let's let's get a leader. Who who cares? And, and then let's let's get over this. Oh, can we resell him? None of the big teams. Like you know, none of the big teams in the world. I've said this a million times. You know, they they resell. Like you see, Liverpool bought money to resell them for cheaper later. No, they got titles and they send them away. Got somebody else. Man City. They're like, all right. Goodbye, Jabers. Jesus. We got we got Holland. You know, so they, they didn't get Jesus when he was nineteen to sell him later to fund Holland. I know they got different money scales, but if you look at the scale the MLS, of MLS it's similar. Huh? MLS yeah. is never going to be that. Uh, no, the, they're not going to be the, the selling, the, the selling, uh, don't get young talent like you know, be part of the market, but not dominate uh, but it. Not where Portugal they're not going to dominate it, so and around. they're not going to dominate it because you know why? Because MLS takes money away from the teams yeah. because the teams work their butts off to go find these rough diamonds, you know, yeah, and then guess what? They Give them talent. They give them all this. And then, hey, they're worth 20, 30 million. Well, guess what? MLS is going to take 25, 30% of it away from, you know. Well, they, they, they minimize that a little bit now, which is the positive direction. But like you said, they just did that. And so it's there's still, there isn't a big the point, pipeline. Exactly. And, the, and this will never, until these teams, these owners, okay, these owners go, because this is all a business. You know, these soccer players that they're getting from South America, they eat, breathe, sleep, all soccer. You know, this to them is big coming to the United States. They're getting their $1,750,000 a year, you know, whatever. But if they get big, you know, and they get, say, for example, Facundo kicks butt 
phenomenal here in about two years. Leading scorer for MLS, whatever. You know, say we sell him for $35 million. I want those $35 million. I don't want MLS getting $5 million. I don't want – I found him. I spent my money on the coaches I spent. See, until MLS, okay, stops with trying to run these teams, you, you, you get what I'm getting at? Until they stop, this will not go anywhere, okay? And then and, and then this discovery – Right. Discovery, right. So how do you discover Gareth Bale? I mean, uh, I even, mean, I even, just, even Christopher Columbus, even, even Christopher Columbus will be like, all right, I know I use discover <laughs> loosely, but that is, that is really stretching the definition. And, you I know, mean, in, in the meantime, JJ, what I think we need to do is the, I've seen it where we're getting connected to some old Brazilian guy. Or, oh, he's too old. Or we're going to get developed. We don't want this guy. Remember Danny Alves? You know, every Brazilian yeah. gets connected to us like four years ago. No, no, no. I don't want him. We want to develop who? Mikey Holiday? And, and then he goes to play PSG and Juventus and Barca again. Who cares if they're 29, 30, 30? Get him two years Turn, teach our kids. Get, let's let's put some butts in the seats and let, let's get some attention. There's enough roster mechanisms we could get a young. You could get. We got a Fagundo de Gaston now. Now with the other two spots, let's just get grown men to teach these kids how to be winners. That's what Knight did. We're gonna yeah. get more. There's yeah. more money coming into the league next year. A lot yeah. more money. We we'll we'll see how. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see how the strings are attached to that. Though I mean, who knows? But but yeah, let, let's let's go go and get a 32 year old. Go and get you know who who's on a free right now. Obama Yang. Get through some. Money on Obama Yang. He scored 30 goals here. You know, something like that. You know, I'd be I'd be hyped to see that. So who cares? Who cares? If it doesn't seats. work, who cares? It would fill seats. Yeah. Or, or, or you could spend eight million or fifteen million on Barco and and then it did, didn't work. Oh, you got some of your money back. Okay, well, who cares if you you you, you spend a couple extra G's on on uh, on Obama? I'm not saying that that's the entire way you build your roster. I'm just saying that it's okay. And Seattle has a bunch of old guys, older guys, Juval Pedro whatever, Joe Paulo, whatever. And Lodero weren't young when they got him. They were in the high 20s. Vela wasn't young when he came here, etc. cetera. So. Lodero's good, man. Yeah, and then there's, good. yeah, yeah exactly. Because it regularly to the and, Uruguayan national and, team. And, 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 and yeah, look at the top scores in, in a lot of the, the nations, you know, or the 30, 34. Jamie Vardy still scores. Lewandowski, you know, Spring Chicken, Thomas Mueller, uh, Zlatan, and Gio Giroud. And all of these, these players all over the place are older, so they're they're fine. And, and Juventus is throwing the boat, you know, trying to get a 36-year-old Angel de Maria, but then Orlando City fans will be like, yeah, but I want to make sure, you know, we don't hurt the development of Jake Moraney or something. Get, get out of here. You know, I'm tired of that nonsense. But anyways, let's just kind of move, move on. We got the, we got the FC Cincinnati um, uh, we, in the background now. They, we're, our, we're still in the playoff hunt, but we're, we're really close to a lot of teams. It's really tight right now in the Eastern Conference. We're at a 25 points, 1.47. Uh, New England is one point behind us. Cincinnati is two behind us with a game in hand. Miami is five behind us with a game in hand. That match on July 9th could be huge. Can it could knock us out of the playoff run if we don't we don't we don't get, keep our head keep our head straight. So we have, but that's later. But right now we got the Open Cup. They made the announcement that we're hosting after Nashville. If we win, we host the Red Bulls, who Oscar sinks against. Right. And yeah. Right. 
when we win, uh, we, 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 we would host Red Bull. And if we beat the Red Bulls, we would be hosting the finals. So this is a good, I think this is part of the frustration because this is as good of a chance maybe ever that we're going to get. Things are lined up perfectly for us to get an open come run. We have a coaches won the open cup. We have, we're playing at home, supposed to be a fortress and all that stuff. And we're going to be, we can host all the way through the end. I mean, this is this is huge, man. So, how, how are you feeling about the the match tomorrow, Ryder? I feel good. I feel like enough pl- enough key players at least got some rest, even at the cost of dropping all points in Cincy. That we have a chance to come into this rested. It also helps that we have a full extra day of rest. Um, Nashville's coming off of a win in DC on Saturday, 3-1, um, where Mukhtar again had two goals in the second half. And Mukhtar's the reason they got through in the first place. They um Nashville actually came fairly close to having to go to extra time against Louisville City in Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville and Mukhtar scored an 89th minute goal to get them through. So they actually, I'm, I don't know if they just didn't have a good performance on the road in their last outing in the open cup or what, but the key to this match and you don't need to be an expert in soccer. You just got to look at a couple of numbers to understand this. Guide, just guard Honey Mukhtar. Make sure he can't get in there. Make sure he doesn't get that pass enough to put shots on goal. I don't care if it's going to be Pedro or Mason in goal, which is a debate we can have after I'm done with this. Yeah, Mason's still hurt. I think he's. Not. I keep forgetting he got hurt in practice and had surgery. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, so it's going to be Pedro in goal. We're not going to put Grinwise out there. No way. No, I love I love Adam, but it's it it just doesn't feel right. This is for like you said, this is the best chance we've got. We I mean, the, our last campaign we went to the semifinal and lost at home. Let's let's do one better. We've got the opportunity to host the final. Now that has been guaranteed to us with the number one draw. We've had all home games in this tournament let's use that luck and we've been fairly good at using our luck to our advantage this season let's not stop now so um i'll just go ahead What's your prediction a, i was just gonna say i'll just do my prediction as well um i think this one's gonna go 120 i think i'm gonna need heart meds tomorrow night but i think that in, at the end of the day, we're going to come out of this 120 minutes and we will win two to one and face the energy drink in July. In July. How, 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 do you, how do you see us getting two goals? Um, I think Robin Janssen's going to score one of them. <laughs> That's safe. That's sad. But yeah, defensive goal. And goals. I think. I'm going to say Urso. 
Okay, Urso's Urso. I mean, I think they they wore him down because he has not been very good as of late. He's been, I mean, he hasn't been like he was at the beginning of the season for sure. Um, JJ, what is uh, what is your prediction uh, for tomorrow? What do you think is going to happen tomorrow, sir? All right, so it depends what the lineup's going to be. Both lineups have to be strong. So, I mean, this is what going for the semifinals. I think it is. So, uh, we're going for the semis. The lineup's going to be strong against Louisville. You look at the lineup for Nashville, Nashville, I mean, Zimmerman, Mukhtar, Sapong, I mean, they, they were all on the bench until the 80th minute, basically, the 77th minute. So, of course, Louisville is going to be hanging with the, you know, they had all of their best players on the bench for three quarters of the game, basically. And then if you see those guys came in, it, Mukhtar scored all of a sudden in the 89th minute, nine minutes after, basically, he came in. So, this isn't going to be Louisville game. They're going to probably, they're going to start all these guys. Mukhtar, Sapong, Zimmerman, Dax McCarthy. It's going to be full ride uh, Nashville. We're going to see tomorrow. Um, on the other hand, Orlando City. Pedro definitely going to be in goal. Um, Ruan, right back. We'll have Janssen and Antonio Carlos in defense. You'll be the surprise, I think. We'll be seeing Antonio Carlos tomorrow. And then uh, if Joao Montinho is healthy, you'll see him. If not, Cal Smith at left back. And then up front, you're going to definitely see Pato. I wouldn't be surprised to see Pato and Urkshan Kara both playing up front. And then have Facundo, Mauricio uh, in the mid with Urso uh, playing. So I, I honestly think we're going to throw everything out at them tomorrow. Um, if you see Antonio Carlos out there and Joel Montino, I honestly think we can win this game. Uh, but if we come with this tactic of, you know, uh, playing defense and trying to park the bus and hopefully get a counterattack, we're going to lose this game. We need to play our game. We need to play smart soccer and uh, get goals and if we score continue to you know score and put pressure on them if not we're going to lose this game so uh, it depends how we play if we play smart we'll win if if we just decide to sit back and play our style of game our poppy special we'll end up losing all right, I got you. So, do you have a pr- prediction that say we, we, our lineup is healthy? It's at least Antonio Carlos and maybe Joao or maybe Kyle Smith, but everything else. Do you, do you think what was your prediction if that lineup is the chosen one? Um, you know, I, I want to win to go to the semifinals, but I, I don't want to also give bad juju. <laughs> I got you. Okay. To Orlando City, so I'll just keep it. Uh, a zero zero, and we go to PKs, and we'll see how it goes. I gotcha. Okay, well, this team is in PKs, even all the way to the to the youth level. <laughs> That's a good job. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Some about PKs in Orlando's in purple. Now, um, 
if you look at Orlando, um, if you look at the, the last match last year at the end where we got ripped off, we got proed with the, the bottle free kick and DK, the whole thing, right? If, if you look at the, the goals, we, we tend to score is usually a DK bottling somebody, header, running someone over, right? Or Benji scored a banger against them. They're not, we don't break them down and, cre- and create goals. So it's very hard to do that. And that we couldn't break them down with better offensive players. So I, I don't see how we're going to break we're going to be able to break them down. So it's going to be interesting how we come out last year. Uh, it, Nashville sat back and it's just like Houston did. And I feel like it's a boxing match when, when you get someone's best punch and it doesn't hurt you, you come forward. Cause you're not worried about the punch. I think that's what's happening to Orlando play. The teams are sitting back a little bit, letting us have the ball. And then they're like, eh, nothing to worry about. Even if they counter, they, they're not going to be clean. They're not going to be efficient or tactical in the final third where it's, it's worth the risk. And then they, in the second half, Nashville started pressing against us and started really kind of giving us a tough time. And if you look at Hani Mukhtar, Hani Mukhtar leads the, the league with shots by 10 over Tati Castellanos. And he's by far, he's very accurate. He's two-footed. He's very accurate in his shots on target. He, he's got eight goals. So, I mean, he doesn't score, I mean, 63 shots. So, he's not like he, he's, he's super clinical, but he gets a lot on target. Out of the 63, he's got 36 on target. That's that's more than half. The nearest, the near, the closest one is probably is uh, Abobasi with twenty. Well, Rubio nine nine forty five and nineteen, and Abobasi forty nine and twenty one. So, point is, Mukhtar's going to get a shot off. He's going to get a shot on goal. Page is going to need a big night, and uh, and then I don't think we match up well against two striker formations. Uh, Sapong always gives us trouble. He gets out wide, and then they start sending Mule in to come in behind or Mukhtar to spread out. The way they use him is really intelligent. Um, Sapong pulls out Jansen. He's physical enough to, to body Sapong, uh, Jansen and Carlos. And um, I think he creates trouble. He creates trouble for us. He could hold the ball up. And I don't think we do that great against two striker formations. I don't like the matchup. I don't think we could break them down uh, with the players we have right now. And I don't. And I, I don't like playing two strikers, especially the ones who give us the most trouble are the ones who have free and they can run and they attack from the middle. That's what they have with Leal, Mukhtar, and Sapon. So with that being said, I think we lose, folks. I just don't think it lines up right. I don't think this this team has that fire. I, I don't I I don't want to be so down. I'm not normally this down, but I just don't see that hunger and bite in this team. And uh, I think uh, I think we're going to lose two to nothing tomorrow. And uh, hey, do you know where Henning Mukhtar played his his uh, his soccer prior to Nashville? Yeah, well, Portugal, right? Or Benfica. Benfica, yeah, he's German, and, German and, fella, and German fella, Benfica. Uh, then he ended up, you know, playing at Red Bull Salzburg on loan. Yeah, uh, and then finally uh, Benfica let him go after being two years there, and yeah. they got him for six hundred thousand, uh, basically from Hertha Berlin. Yeah, he and sold him to Bromby. Yeah, uh, for one point eight. So it, it just just shows you, for basically, you know, um. And that, an extra six hundred thousand, seven hundred, or whatever, you you basically made money on this guy, you know, and it, and this is where I'm talking about. This guy played at Benfica, played at, at Bronby, Red Bull Salzburg, and is just dominating this whole league. 
and you and know, it, and he he's well, he won he won the the Premier League champion. Yeah, he, yeah, he and then it, th- th- four years he won three chat titles. Well, yeah. I mean, he won a ton of like UFL under nineteen champion. So he won a tournament Bundesliga two thousand three Bundesliga two champion, the UFL nineteen champion, a team in a tournament two thousand fifteen Premier League champion, two thousand sixteen Australian Bundesliga champion, two thousand eighteen Danish Cup champions. It's, that's a winner and a leader. That's all. And, you know. and, and just you know, when I saw him come to Nashville when they signed him back in 2020 uh really in, in 19 i'm like man this guy is gonna tear up this whole league i re- i because mean, i remember him playing for benfica and it's just this was a no-name guy basically i mean no name to the mls people because it's not a gareth bale or cristiano ronaldo or something like that but look how he just has dominated and and the other one is, and I hate to say it, is he just got resigned? I think this year or last year, Columbus Crew Pedro Santos, another one. He he does little things, and he does it enough for the, you know, he's a good player, and and that's what I feel like we're missing here in, in Orlando. It's players that come from these leagues that are decent enough, but they're not the big name players. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to get at? Yeah, I think they're trying to do that with Mauricio or Shinkata and and even even with maybe Fagundo. I think they're trying to get there. I just think we're so behind, you know. It's and more I, substance I, and not splash. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I think I honestly think though that that the Gary Smith uses Mukhtar perfectly. You get a guy like that, he doesn't really have a position, and you just say, go, just run, do, be wherever, I trust you, your instincts. You know, he set the team up for Hani Mukhtar to succeed. His two best players are Walker Zimmerman. He, he, lets him, he lets him have freedom on the defense. He comes up with the ball and all kinds of stuff, and he, he doesn't have, you know, on, on set pieces, he, he could do whatever he wants, basically. And then, and then on Hani Mukhtar, is just very positionless and lets him do his thing. And, and uh, it's just this freedom. They, they seem like they're well-drilled, and, they, and then there's a freedom that they play with, even though they play defensively. I feel like we play defensively, but we, when we get the ball, we're not playing with freedom. We're trying to string together 20 passes, which is when I said when we scored a Columbus goal, I said, I didn't like that goal because now we're going to think we're going to do it all the time. And we can't. We can't score like that all the time. We're not going to string together 20 passes. So it just, my point is Nashville has an identity and they, they have a setup where their best players are set up to, to succeed. And, you know, that's why Hany Mokhtar has 63 shots this year, you know, so and we, we don't have anybody close to that. Um, but so I, I unfortunately, guys, I, I, I'm, it breaks my heart to say we're going to lose because uh, to me, uh, this is not a supporter shield team, and so, and, so, uh, and so it's open cup or bust. And I, I feel like that's a tomorrow by the time this podcast is out, I don't know what I have to look forward to. It's it's uh, I've been I've been having conversations off the air with Cleon and stuff. I'm just like, it just it hurts, man. It sucks. I and that's why I'm not I'm not poppy out whatever but but i I, i'm beginning to think that he he, you know you have coaches you have people who who take you in stages in life i think oscar's system and his way of coaching turned us into professional a professional club with dignity you know pride the the academies they're they're getting close to the finals to repeat their championship he's made an incredible impact but it could be possible that his way might have been dated even like joseph Mourinho or or mls two point or three point whatever point we're at right now his method when even when he won the cup 
was not a lot of goals. It was it was a year where the winner had one of the fewest goal totals, one of the fewest points totals in, in MLS history. It was like that transition in the new age MLS from the old age. And I think the way, maybe the way his system's going, or maybe he's listening too much to this bizarre fellow, I don't know, but I feel like maybe we have to start thinking that he we've plateaued with him. And that's something I don't want to think about because of all the good he's done. And legitimately, I legitimately care for this guy more than I probably should for a coach. But but I'm, these are the thoughts that are into my head because I'm seeing a team that just is listless at times. It's not dangerous. It's not fun to watch. And uh, and um, if we don't win tomorrow, then I don't know, man. I'm gonna, uh, I'll, I'll be good. honest. If we don't win tomorrow and we lose on the fourth and then we lose to Miami, I'm poppy out. Uh, I mean, I, I can't – listen, I'm not here. I'm a supporter of the team. Yeah. My thing is for the team to get better. I want the team to win championships. I don't care about who the player is or who the coach is. I'm not here to – they're not the team. Tomorrow they can go on and play for Inter-Miami and win a championship there and said and never won anything here in Orlando. I'm for Orlando City. I don't get attached to these things. I, I've I've learned from European soccer. You lose three, four, five in a row, you're gone. They bring in another coach. I mean, I, I've seen it. Okay, that's the problem with our fan base. They they see Oscar. Oscar did great at MLS's back. He made it to the final. He took us to the uh, you know against New England. Basically, listen. I'm with you, Eddie. I, I'm feeling like he's plateaued. He's gone to the highest. Now the only way is is to come right back down. And now that's, that's what I'm afraid of. And now we need a coach to take us again to the next level. I feel like he 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 brought Orlando City back on the map. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if he can't take us to the next level, it's time for another coach that can take us to the next level. And the okay. thing is, though, the downside is we've seen other coaches. He's by far the best one we've had. You, you see oh, even yeah. the Yucker being rewarded. Adrian, he's got an extension. His three-year plan is a nine-year plan now, you know, and, uh, and he's got all the control on all his players, and he he gets every year for, you know, Father's Day and Christmas, he gets a striker, and he blows it, you know. Um, it, but So the down there's a downside. There's, it's possible that you get someone to someone worse, but if you're going to be a club that's ambitious and want to win trophy, just making the playoffs is enough. And they said it. Muzi has said it it's not about making playoffs anymore and the wolves came in they've invested in a team it's not a team that's just going to be fifth place sixth place i said it at the beginning and this team is a potential fifth place to second or third place depending on how how these pieces click where are we fifth place right now because we're not clicking and uh i said from from the get-go because we where we're going to go is we're going to come from right and uh um and then and in poppy's on his last year too they picked up his option i'm pretty sure he's on his, at the end of his year so there, there's a lot of uh, that's a lot of of pieces in there that, that make you think okay the wolves came in they got their guy they got a new ceo they they you know they, even even diogo and other guys yeah that's what i was gonna say even though yep. some of the other old guard are going away etc we we were we, we re-signed Lucy and ricardo they've done a good job they don't we don't need to like get rid of everyone they're they could stay here but uh 
But at the same time, if, if we're going to be an ambitious club, then we, there, it needs to be it needs to be part of the conversation. We would say thank you, turning us into a grown man, going to a professional club, bringing us relevance, showing class, etc. But at this point, if we want to win, we we have to. If we don't see something here soon, see clicking, then then my brain, my brain is there, JJ. My brain and yours are not far. It's just my heart's not there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's what I, I that's can't. the thing. And that's where I'm talking about Orlando City fans. It's there for the heart, you know, mm-hmm. believe but me. Yeah. I would. I love to see Oscar. I love Oscar. Mm-hmm. I love Oscar. I love Bazan. I love those guys. But my thing is, is tomorrow they might not be here, but Orlando City will be. And that's my team. Yeah, they might just I say, I don't want to be here anymore. The, you know, I need to get to the next. We need to get to the next part, which is the championship. And I think we're due for one. I mean, how much this city has invested with Orlando city and everything from the beginning, from, you know, the citrus bowl time and all that. And now all of a sudden just seeing, you know, 16, 17, 18,000 giving away free tickets to open, giving away free. Free. Yeah. Free tickets, uh, giving away free tickets, doing things like that. It's like, it's to me, it's, uh, and listen, I'm going to come out on a limb and say something. Jared Dillon, if you're listening, which you probably will be listening, because a lot of you guys do listen, we got to do something, man. We got to put people in these seats. We got to bring Orlando City back to what it was, where we had the 65,000 people in the Citrus Bowl cheering on, you know, Orlando City. We have to fill up that wall like it was you know, in the beginning of Exploria Stadium where nobody could even, I mean, it was so tight. That wall was packed. Now it's just the sides of the wall are empty, you know, and it just to the middle. You, I used to not be able to see Orlando on the east side of the stadium on the second row. Now I see Orlando perfectly clear and I see, you know, empty seats. We need to do something. I know you did it with Tampa with the lightning and look at them there. I mean, you know, three Stanley Cups and everything. We need to do something here in Orlando. We need to bring these people back. You know, it's great. I guess, I don't know if you guys have been working with FC series, you know, bringing the Arsenal to Chelsea's, but we need to do something. We need to do something to, if not, we're going to lose our fan base and it's not going to be good. <laughs> That's all I got to say. So we need to do something to get these fans back into their seats in these seats at Exploria Stadium. And even if it means that we have to get a player by name, you know, that will sell tickets and get those, you know, those butts in those seats, whatever it is, we need to do something. man. And if, you know, you, you start going to these stadiums, you know, you go to LAFC, you go to the LA Galaxy Stadium, Seattle, Portland, um, even, uh, you know, Nashville, Columbus. I remember Columbus, you know, talks about them moving. They got a new stadium. People are still going and, and they're packing their stadiums. We need to do the same thing. We need to get back to where people said, man, Orlando, I don't want to play there. They're, they're, they're tough. Their fans are horrible. Now they're like... It's half empty, the stadium. We can play there. It's like a home game for us. So we need to do something. To the point where players will give a jersey away just for attempts at heckling. Yikes. Yeah, that's facts to Alex. Alex, right now, I mean, I got I got nothing to say. If you got anything to say, let's just get right to shout outs. But JJ, good good points. I have one, Go ahead. one request. Yes, in sir. In addition 
to echoing JJ's. And, and if you've made it this far into the podcast, I know this was kind of a bummer of a podcast. You probably came on this, you came to listen to this podcast today to, to get fired up for tonight's match tomorrow, tonight, whenever you're listening. Um, prove us wrong. Go to the match. Go to the match. Cheer on the boys. Prove us wrong. And boys, prove us wrong. Please go if you can. I wish I could go. Life just doesn't allow me to go to. I've only been to one game this year, and it kind of bums me out, and I wish it could go to more, but it's been one of those years where it just can't get can't get there from where I'm at right now. So if you've got the opportunity, if you're debating whether to watch Netflix or watch your favorite soccer club play in the best best tournament in North America, please go. Please, I beg of you, go. Also, if you have if you're a season ticket member and you haven't already gotten your license plate, your free license plate, please get it. I paid for the license plate. I've been waiting for over a year. Please get it. This is your weekly. It, it benefits the Orlando City Foundation. Please get it. Yeah, it, it, these there are, are simple only things. Less than three hundred left, and we can. This is how exactly. Yeah. Eddie's going to say, yeah. If every listener, if every listener signed up for it, we we'd we'd have more than enough, you know, uh, license plates. Just every you know, and it's it's free, you know, for most of free. you guys. Yes, and if you if you we want the Orlando fan base to come back, Jared Dillon, these guys can't do it by themselves. Gotta show up when you can. This is a cheap game to show up to. Um, I know it's not easy to do everything going on, but uh, but the license plate stuff like that can 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 help, can really help. But uh, but yes, look and look, we we don't we don't want to like make it down or anything. But we we, we you guys we want us to be honest at the same time, right? We me and JJ we're not we're not actors. JJ JJ's kid and I we we have theater kids, right? JJ. Yes, they, they, they're do. the theater kids, but we're not the theater kids. Like I, I can't pull off a yeah, we're gonna win, and uh, you know, I, it's never been the show. Yeah, and sometimes I'm more positive than I, I am in my head. I, I want to be positive. I believe in positive thinking and all that stuff, and I talk myself into it. But I believe and but, believe. Yeah, I believe and believe. But but at some point, you know, even even Ted Lasso had to, you know, at some point you had to, you know, like Coach Coach Beer told him, this stuff matters. It matters to people, mm-hmm. you know, and it matters to the city. It matters to us. The city does not back teams that don't win, you know. So we need to get winning. And and if you're still listening, appreciate you. Well, but this is you know this is real. This is frustrated fans. We've been doing a podcast for what dang six years, and we're just tired of losing. You know, so so with that being said, I want to give a special shout out. I'll go first uh, to the to the traveling fans. One of the, the folks I love seeing folks from the UK from all over the place. Taylor, congrats on the nuptials, and you know if you're listening, congrats. Uh, you were able to make it to the to the to the Houston match and get to meet people, and it's it's great to connect uh, with social media nowadays. You can make you. You can make legit friends. I didn't know JJ, Alex, Cleon, any of these guys. Only any of you, Alex Brown from work, but all these guys become great friends of mine just from social media. So, um, and then shout out to Jake Turnit, all the way from Newcastle on a holiday. Last last holiday got canceled because of COVID. He couldn't make it here. He he had a he he has a condition where he lose losing his vision, and thanks to the to the great healthcare system in the UK and 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 an advancement in surgery, he's able to have better vision this time than when he came a few years ago. So. So he um, fortunately can't make it to the game uh, tonight, but he should be there for the July 4th game. So reach out to Jake Turnit uh, on on the uh, the Jordy line, I believe is his Jordy. name. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, reach out to, to him on 
on social media, say hi to him. And it's great to, to see fans coming from all over. Supporters stay up late, Charlotte. All, all of you guys are, are amazing. So I just want to give you guys a shout out. Uh, <laughs> and and you guys have you know, been helpful supporters for us and the, the clubs. Just want to give you guys a shout out. So positive shout out at least. JJ, you got anything? Shout out or Alex? Alex, go ahead. All right, because um, we didn't really do shout-outs last week, and I haven't really been able to do this yet. Uh, three weeks ago today, shout-out to the latest member of my family, little Poppy Buttercup writer, the little tiny, she's 11 week, weeks old now, Dachshund, long-haired Dachshund. Um, I just want to... Shout out to her. She's awesome. You can follow her on Instagram. I'm not. And if you follow me on Instagram, you can find her there. I won't give the actual plug because I'm not that bad at that much of a shill to put it out there. But yeah, she's super cute. I love her. And she I'm thankful that she's finally letting me sleep. Um, Also. No, that's it. Cleon's okay. not here, so I can't get a rise out of him. <laughs> yeah, Cle- Cleon, Cleon will be will be just taking a little bit of break. Um, we got Cleon. Cleon's an international duty, uh, so to speak. So he'll be with us shortly. He's Alex had just Bermuda. Yeah, Alex had had a baby. Alex brought had a little baby. Enzo, Patrick, Brown, adorable little little baby. And uh, so Welcome he's to he, the family. Uh, he's uh, he's doing daddy duty. Cleon will be with us shortly. But JJ. What's uh, your shout out, oh, JJ? Hang on. Yeah, go ahead. By the go way, ahead. Poppy Buttercup writer. Guess what the sh- the guess what her initials are? PBR. Eh. Yeah. Yes. That was on purpose. <laughs> nice. Very good. I like it. All right, um, JJ. <laughs> All right. Shout out to uh, the U.S. national team U twenty, um, who defeated uh, um, Costa Rica today two two zero, um, heading to the semifinals. Of the U20, so good Mikey luck to them also. Mucky Holiday with the start. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And, well, at least he's not playing tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yikes. Uh, couldn't help it. This is the most jolly, <laughs> positive, positive <laughs> shout-out session. Here he comes, JJ. Two-foot yeah. Mikey Holiday. Bringing him down <laughs> for that high. Get out that high horse, kid. All right. And then uh, congrats to the MLS's next uh, Orlando City U-17 team also uh, kicking butt, as always. Um, Maybe you guys should start tomorrow instead of the Orlando City team. Uh, Maybe you guys can beat Nashville, unlike the the older guys. You see how these kids kids play? They attack. They're so fluid. They're so fun to watch, man. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they need to start and play. Hey, hey, hey I don't know. Get these guys to play. Can any of them hey. play in the number 10 spot? Hey, hey yeah, they, they, yeah, they got a couple. They, hey, Javier, Javier, Javier Carillo, Peruvian, he's the, uh, he's the head coach. Javier Carillo in with that. <laughs> with hey, that maybe, we, we, maybe Javier could be the next coach for Orlando City. Hey, <laughs> oh, exactly. Hey, Javier Carillo, MLS next. The head coach. <laughs> All right. Orlando Peace, everybody. City next. See you guys. Uh, if you're, I'll be at section twelve. Um, I'll be at section two. Section two. We, we might I'll be, be on Twitter. Too. Be on Twitter. Uh, Alex will be manning the, the the tweets, the the tweet machine. Man, and then, the uh, tweet wall. 
Yeah, and then uh, so come by and say hi to us. I'll be by myself. I, I was going to meet someone, but then they got sick and uh, the whole thing. So I'll be there to say hi. I'll and, be by myself also. Maybe you can sit with me. I got no We'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. That sounds good. Look at that, guys. See, we'll make oh, things happen on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll just complain yeah. to one another how we suck. Yeah, exactly. Oh, me and JJ are going to be like oh, the grumpy guys from Major League at the end. <laughs> yeah, bombs. Yeah. All right, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening. Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.